check it in for everything mental health, culture, comedy, and a little bit of country. Hey, what's up? This episode of Check It In is sponsored by nobody. I don't have any sponsors right now. <laughs> but I want to thank those of you who listen and um, who encourage me to continue to tell my story. So there's so many things that I like to talk about. Um, but this morning I want to talk about something that um, has been on my mind. And uh, for those of you who know me, I know that I've probably shared um, bits and pieces of this story with you. But I want to talk to you all about grief. Um, so first, I hope that everyone is doing well in the midst of the craziness that's going on in our world right now. <laughs> this coronavirus is 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 it's kind of strange. It feels really strange. Right now I'm in my apartment and um we've been working from home. Our our supervisors told us um recommended that we'd work we work from home. So that's what I've been doing. Um I've been um <laughs> social distancing, <laughs> self-quarantine, um, and uh, it's just a strange time for, for um, our world right now, and I want to talk specifically um, about grief, um, I guess, um, given um, a recent situation. I don't really know how to say it. I'm I'm actually having a hard time talking about this because talking about it makes it real. Um last week or it was last week, I think last week or a week and a half ago. Um I received a text message um from a very dear friend of mine. And um, long story short, it was letting me know that uh, my fraternity brother, uh, Christopher Bryant, passed away unexpectedly. And when I got the news, um, partial news, I called my friend Dana because they were really close. And I called her to confirm. And... um, she said, yeah. And um, immediately I, cr- I started crying. And um, I had about 10 seconds. And I had to pull myself together because my friend Madeline was in my apartment um, making meatballs. And I was so glad that she was there. But one thing that I noticed that I did was I immediately put her feelings before my own, and I do that a lot when I'm, um, when I'm, I'm, I've, I've lost someone. I think about everything else around me before I feel, and it's, it's taken a, it has taken a toll on me. Um, Chris, Chris was someone that 
you know how people do at funerals and things like that. You know, I ain't never seen him without a smile on his face, you know. Uh, but but truly, I've never, I've never seen Chris without a smile on his face um, or intensity or, or um, he just had this bright, bright 5,000 watt smile, um, goofy smile. <laughs> um, Chris was a phenomenal dancer, uh, teacher, coach, athlete, step captain, step master, step extraordinaire. Um, Chris, like myself, is a member of the potent Pi Omicron chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I remember the first day that I met Chris. Um, it was at a gospel choir rehearsal on campus and he kept us cracking up. He had so much energy and I'm fortunate that beyond college, I was able to um, build a relationship with him. And now he's gone. And it's hard for me to accept that he's gone but it's even harder for me to really grieve and I know some of you out there um, might have a hard time grieving loved ones for various reasons but I think I take a break I've taken a break from reality um, and it's been it's um, it's almost like um a form of protection. It's a defense mechanism. I've taken a break from reality because of a myriad of things. When my grandmother passed away, and I'm going to be very, 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 very delicate about this because I have expressed myself before. I have expressed um, my feelings um, surrounding my grandmother's death and I offended some very, very, very special people. Um, one thing about me, I'm, I'm loud. <laughs> um, I try to be as honest as possible and I say what I'm thinking. I post what I'm thinking. You know, people, this is me going on a tangent for a minute. People will always say, you know, you don't have to post everything. And these are people who, you know, they, they, it's so, it, I get it. I, I agree that you don't have to post everything. But I also think that it's important that you um, are careful not to try to police um, someone when they're feeling a certain type of way. Um, just because you don't do something, it doesn't mean that they have to be just like you. They have to mimic you. They have to, they have to use you as a model for how they express themselves on social media. But, um, I've been blogging and vlogging for <laughs> over 10 years. So that's just one of my outlets. It's not my only outlet because that's not necessarily healthy to, to go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat for, um, um, to release, to, you know, release, but sometimes I do.
Anyway, when my grandmother died, I didn't have time to grieve. I didn't have time to mourn um, because it was time to get to work. Um, We had to work on the obituary and the rest of the funeral arrangements, getting ties that matched, suits that matched, things that to me seemed a bit trivial, but I I came to understand later, much later, (laughs) that um, my family can be very (laughs) detail-oriented and you know, people aren't going to change just because you feel that something is unnecessary. So it's important that I, it was important that I understood. I I wish I could, I wish I could have understood in the moment, but I understand now that even if I am different coming into a situation where everyone is thinking or feeling one way, sometimes it's best to just go along with it to keep confusion down but so my grandma died and um I had to get to work and um I remember sitting there at her funeral and I was trying to be present but there were so many different factors there were so many different things going on and I didn't know how to be present I was a ticking time bomb. If the wrong person would have touched me on my shoulder, I don't know what I would have done. I was I was angry. I was upset. I was hurt. I felt abandoned. Um, I felt forgotten. And to be honest, if it hadn't been for Lucy and um, my and my friend Josh, the two of them. If they hadn't been there for me at my grandmother's funeral, I would have been alone. Now, I don't know who listens to my podcast, um, but I would my, my hope is that anyone who is hurt or offended by me expressing myself, my hope is that they would not center themselves in conversations or, or in, in, in subjects dealing with me and my feelings because I can only express how I feel and those feelings are real I felt abandoned I felt alone um and if it if it were not for Lucy and Josh I would have been completely by myself we got to the cemetery and I saw my mother and she was comforted and being she was comforting and being comforted by um, my oldest cousin on my father's side. I just saw that everyone had someone. Everyone had a moment. Everyone had time. Everyone had time and space to care for other people or be cared for by other people. Except me. And I had my camera out. I was there taking pictures. See, in the family, I'm the the historian, <laughs> the self-appointed historian, but I, I, I've come to be, um, uh, it, I'm the guy with the camera basically. Um, so I'm sorry for the long pauses. I'm just, I want to be intentional about my words. 
Um, so I'm the guy with the camera. I'm the guy who does the photos. I'm the guy who does the graphic design for the family, usually. So I caught this very, very beautiful shot of my uncle, my grandmother's brother, um, touching the casket and saying goodbye at the um, at the cemetery. And the look on his face um, that looks that look to me said, "I'm really gonna miss you." Um, and so I um, once no one was around the, the the casket, I saw it as an opportunity to just breathe and um I put my hand on the casket and as soon as I put my hand on the casket my whole body uh, began to shake and tears began to well up in my eyes and I lost it for a second maybe for two seconds it was just me and my grandmother's remains just there and I, I, I began to let go because I needed to release. And when I tell you, not a, <laughs> two seconds later, my father put his hand on my shoulder, not to comfort me, but to say, you got to let her go. She's gone. And I, I believe in his own way. I should say in his own way, he meant to comfort me. But for me... It was a process where I was trying to release and then someone just kind of built a dam and my dad built a dam and just it just stopped that flow. And um, the moment passed. And it was done. And since that day, I, I cry in spurts. I still cry. I still cry because I miss her. She she was the only person that, that never judged me. I could sit at her house and we wouldn't have to talk about anything in particular. She cared. She just cared about me, just, just being me. And now she's gone and, and I don't really have a, a normal I don't go down and visit family like I used to. Um, she really was the cornerstone of our family. I'm not excited about holidays. I'm not excited about, you know, family reunions. Because the the one person that I want to see is gone. But I never really got to release and I've had I've been having a hard time with that and I can tell you where it comes from and um, <laughs> it comes from being afraid to express myself for fear that I'd sound stupid or for fear that 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 someone would 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 attack me with Bible verses 
or, you know, for fear that I'd be um, made fun of. And I don't put that blame on any person in particular, because at the end of the day, it's not it's not their fault. They didn't do anything. Now, they might have contributed to the reasons <laughs> to the cost, you know, but um, they didn't do anything to um, they, they didn't say, oh, Gerard, stop. Don't do this. Don't do that. They didn't say anything like that, but I, I definitely, um, grieve a certain way or I feel I emote a certain way because for, for 10 years, just about 10 years, um, this was how I live. If you hear my dog in the background snoring, it's, (laughs) it's, it's getting real in here. He getting that good sleep. But, um, so that's where I am. I, I'm in this place where I'm trying hard to um, mentally find those dams, those blockages, and and begin to tear them down. Um, I've never had the opportunity to grieve. Um, <laughs> sorry, Harvey is sawing logs over here, and I don't want to stop this podcast just because he's doing that, but... Um, one thing that this um, social distancing has done is that uh, it's allowed me to be more creative because I have time on my hands. Uh, I sat at my keyboard and um, I started playing this melody with my loop pedal and you know started playing around a bit. And then I got my pen and my pad and I started writing. And I wrote this um, I wrote this poem and this poem was something that it, it is very special to me um, because it it signs off on everything that I've been feeling and didn't really know how to put on paper and um, the poem I've, I've titled it Best Man Best Man and um You know what? I'll just get into it. I'm just going to be completely transparent. Um, The song is about uh, a former friend of mine. Um, Someone who I trusted. Someone who I depended on. Someone who I believe in in, in a lot of ways depended on me. And um, we made music together. We created art together. And one day he pulled the plug and not only did he pull the plug but he also um he also wasn't very uh basically the the music that i recorded with him i can no longer perform um for various reasons and that's for another that's for a whole another podcast but this is someone who um he was my oldest friend and someone who um, I considered my, considered my brother. And I had been conflicted for years um, on how I should feel about him because everyone loves him. You know, I don't know if you've ever been that friend that, that knows a mutual friend 
in a completely different way than everyone else. And that, that, that way, you know, them might not put, you know, might not, um, shine the best light on them. You know, them in a deeper personal, maybe even a more painful way than the rest of their friends. And so what I do, because, because my friends know him in a different way, um, I, I don't bring up those issues. I don't talk about those painful things because it makes me seem like the bitter person. So, um, but I wrote this poem and I thank God for that poem. I thank God for it because I have been, I have been taking the proper steps to, to heal, but I never got a chance to grieve. I never got the opportunity to grieve our friendship, the loss of our friendship. You know, I, I, after our band broke up, I thought that inviting him to my graduation made me the bigger person, um, or that it was a step in the right direction toward becoming the bigger person towards healing. But I didn't have time to grieve. So, so really what was I healing? I, I tried to, to, to fabricate this godliness or this, this, um, this, um, I tried to embody the dogmatic principles that I felt were um, force-fed to me, and the the passive aggression that that silenced me. I tried to practice all those things or put those things in front of what I was really feeling, and to be honest with you, what I was really feeling was was betrayal and hurt. Um, and although he and I will probably never have that conversation because (laughs) that again is for another podcast. But anyway, I wrote the poem and, um, that night when I went to bed, I had a dream about him and I won't go into the details of that dream, but in the dream, he, ceased to exist and when I woke up I was concerned because I don't really think those thoughts about people Um, I don't think evil I don't think hateful thoughts I don't think vengeful thoughts about people well not seriously but um, you know I'm one of those people who I, I just, I'll be honest. Like I, I, I Google my dreams <laughs> and you know, some people will say, well, you know, if you, if you're this religion or that religion, you really shouldn't be, you know, playing with dreams. I'm just, I'm just going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm being transparent with y'all. I Googled it and the, the results of my Google search, <laughs> um, I did my Googles and it said that you are moving on or you're ready to move on from a an old relationship and that couldn't be any closer to the truth I am ready to move on I, I in a lot of ways I think I have moved on and so in writing that poem I've been able to grieve and um, 
that grieving process. Um, it's been long, but I think that now um, I'm on track to to shorten that thing on out, you know, because I'm better. I'm I'm much better. So grieving is important. Um, I think that it's it's very hard. It's very interesting, you know. I my take on funerals and things like that is very 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 strange. Um, when when I found out that Chris had passed, I didn't want to. I didn't want to immediately. I didn't immediately go to social media, but um, even posting something about him and pictures of him that I've taken, I felt so. I felt so fake, you know, like I felt fake because who am I to to say how much I miss him when he has a mother and a brother who miss him most? He has friends that are he's a lot close. He was a lot closer to than than he was to me um, that are going to miss him so much. He has castmates who are are going to miss him. He's going to leave a hole in so many people's lives. And I felt like even though I felt very close to him, I felt my relationship with him to be very insignificant when compared to other people. And that's where I mess up. When I compare my life, my experiences, my relationships to the experiences of other people, that's where I mess up. I'm sorry for all the ambient sounds going on in my apartment. I, I this is this is where I am until I get where I need to get, you know. Um <laughs> so um his his funeral is in a few hours. It's in Houston, which is um about an hour and some change away from here. And I've been going back and forth in my head. I even cut my own hair today, y'all. You should see it. It's really nice. <laughs> um, I've been going back and forth in my head on whether I should go or not. With everything going on, with the coronavirus happening and, you know, people social distancing and the way we get down, we shake hands. That's how we That's how we greet each other. We, we grip each other up. We hug each other. That's how alpha men get down. And <laughs> I I just want to be careful and be safe. But I really wish that I could be there with them. I wish I could be there with my brothers, with my friends. And I feel so incredibly far away. Because for the most part, it's just me here in this town that I work in. It's just me by myself. And so this social distancing isn't always the most fun because I already spend enough time by myself. I'm just spending more time by myself. Um, <laughs> you know, I go went to the grocery store today just to get some eggs because I wanted to bake a cake. And there were no eggs um, there was no heavy whipping cream, just stuff that just that you wouldn't expect. Well, eggs maybe, but you wouldn't expect that heavy whipping cream would be gone. Like, what y'all doing over there? But anyway, it's um, it feels very lonely, and so 
Um, I've made up my mind that I'm not going to the funeral um, today. And yeah, I, I need to be around people. I need to be around people and hugging and, and, and smiling and laughing. I need to be around my fraternity brothers. I need to be around people like Shannon. Um, I want to be around, but I know that it's probably not the best thing for me to do. And so I'm missing out on this opportunity to refuel. And I'm going to be at home. So I'm going to listen to some OJs, <laughs> listen to some Aaliyah, listen to some, some slow jams and just lay in the middle of my floor and um, think about my friend, how goofy he was, how smooth he was, how talented he was. But I'm going to also... Give myself permission to let go. I'm going to give myself permission to grieve. I'm going to trust myself and be kind to myself and love myself and tell myself it's okay. He's gone. It hurts. And it doesn't feel good at all. And it's okay to cry, Gerard. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to mourn. It's okay. You don't have to be so quick to get to the other side, to get to the rejoicing. You can sit there in the in in the in the in the darkness in the muck for a little bit. Don't stay there, but you can sit there for a bit. So in yoga, yoga, I've been practicing yoga for seven years. And all of these things have led to so many different epiphanies and this, that, and the other, but yoga is a very forgiving practice. I say that because I will go away from yoga for a few months or even a year and I'll come back and my, my, my body remembers certain poses and it's easier to get into certain poses. Um, to me, what makes it a forgiving practice is that you are always learning something about yourself. No matter how much time has passed in between um, you getting on that mat. Um, it's a forgiving practice. So I was in one pose. And as I've gotten back into yoga, um, I got into one pose and I could feel the stretch in between uh, my legs. And it was it was burning. It was burning a little bit. And so I closed my eyes. I breathed deep. Inhale, exhale. And I said to myself, imagine that pain my dog is having sorry my dog is having bad dream uh, <laughs> i can't be great y'all i cannot be great um 
I said, imagine that pain. I said, what does it look like? What color is it? What what shape is it? Now take that pain. <laughs> Come on, Harvey, you killing me, man. And turn that pain into a color. And let that color just wash over your body. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but you know, listen. I'm in a one bedroom apartment. And I I have many animals in this apartment. Hold on, Harvey, come on, man. <laughs> Sorry. And when you turn that pain into a color, or when you turn that fear into something pliable, something familiar, you're able to Make it do whatever you want it to do. You're able to manipulate that pain, that fear, those those feelings to make it work for you. Now, I'm not saying try to get into a full split, you know. Oh, yeah, what's the color of that split? Oh, is it red? Uh, you know, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that whenever you feel stuck, whenever you feel afraid, you look at that fear, you face that fear, you name that fear, see that fear, identify it, repurpose it, bend into it, make it work for you. So I've been uh, doing a yoga challenge um, with a, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman named uh uh, Joyce Van Cedars and um, the name of our yoga challenge is Yoga Everywhere Challenge and it's a um, 15 day challenge and each day we do a different asana and um, we are asking people to you know do the pose in, in various locations and if at the end of the challenge, you've done the pose and, and some amazing backdrops. You'll get a prize. There are two prizes. There is a yoga wheel and a yoga mat. So if you are interested in being a part of our yoga challenge, uh, please go to Instagram. Follow me at Yogi Gerard, Yogi underscore Gerard, sorry, and uh, at Joyce Van Cedars and um you can join us. You don't have to be a, a an expert yogi. And contrary to popular belief, you don't have to be extremely flexible. See, the trick, the art of yoga is understanding that you don't go into anything being a master. You master certain poses as you go. Um, but that's, a, that's again, for another, another podcast. But anyway, I'm rambling. Um... I just want to thank y'all so much for your encouragement um, through social media. And um, I'm very, very fortunate to have people that care enough to listen to me ramble for minute upon minute upon minute. So please, if you are by yourself, find something that you enjoy doing and just do it. 
survive. Please survive. Even if I don't know you, I love you. And I want you to survive because you are necessary. You are needed. You are valued. You are loved. You are incredible. You are talented. You are unique. There's no one like you. (laughs) So we'll do it again. (laughs) Hopefully the next episode is something that um, has more structure. Um, Thank y'all so much for listening. I'll holler at you later. Peace.